And now, K-I-R-P Radio! Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. 
I'm your host, Pudgy, man. We back in the building another Sunday, another special KRP radio show. Shout out to everybody out there who's rocking with us on the KIRP radio show. I see you guys, man. We are live via blogtalkradio.com slash KRP radio show. Check us out right there, guys. You can see the show live and rock with us and conversate and send us tweets and all that good stuff. And speaking of Twitter, hit us up on Twitter at symbol KRP radio show, or you can hit me up on Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy. And uh, I'll try my best to answer your tweets as we go along the show. And if I don't answer the tweets, somebody will answer the tweets on behalf of your boy. Uh, We're also on Facebook. So for all you Facebook listeners out there, and uh, that's almost everybody today, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRP radio show. And uh, we'll also try to answer your calls on there. We're all over the place, man. I mean, you name it. There, you could go to, I don't know, YouTube and maybe check out the KRP TV uh, where I just do random live broadcast on KRP TV hosted by YouTube.com. Uh, you can find us on this. Please subscribe to the channel, like the videos, dislike the videos, leave your comments, whatever, you know, good or bad. We'd like to hear from you guys and uh, know how you feel about what we're going on with the uh, WMTG's KRP. And uh, also last Sundays with Rocco P. Shout out to Rocco P. Also, who comes on the show every last Sunday of the month, and uh, he does stay for you guys who hadn't listened to the show before. Uh, it's definitely something we're checking out, and uh, you know we're just doing what we can do, man. Trying our best to offer uh, our our perspective to the world, and uh, we also try our best to balance out. Um, you know, uh, balance the world with the goods, the goods and the bads. You know, we try to be somewhere in the middle. We try to look at things for for and you know try to be fair and as balanced as we can. So, you know, that's what we do therapy radio show. And I appreciate all the love that you guys continue to do for us. I appreciate all the love that you continue to show, and I definitely appreciate the support that we continue to get, man, because it's definitely been big. We are well over. And listen uh, with the KRP radio show. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're active on Facebook. You can find me by just typing in KRP radio and uh, you'll, you'll find me there. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about a whole host of different topics. Uh, I try my best to offer a perspective that, that everybody can appreciate. And, and oftentimes, you know, people uh, will realize that, you know, all just regular people um, searching for a lot of the same things. You know, I, I I believe, I'd like to believe, I mean, for the life of me, i like to believe that we're all searching for the same things in terms of, of liberty and, 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 and the pursuit of happiness and, and freedom. You know, I, I would like to think that we all uh, across the America are searching for the same things. I would really like to believe that. And I'm not one of those people who, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't think that there are people, I, I know that there are people out there. I mean, I get it. I know that there's people out there who want to see harm done uh, and, and will go out of their way to uh, promote violence, to live out their 
wicked, sick fantasies to to uh, inflict harm uh, on the general public to further their agenda. You know, I know that there are people out there who who do that, who live for that, and and that's their only uh, that's their only agenda. You know, that's their goal. That that's what they do. But you know, I refuse to believe that the majority of the world and, and just speaking on the United States for a second, I, I refuse to believe that the majority of Americans want to see chaos in America. I think that a lot of the times things that we're passionately talking about and things that we're passionate about are are largely because we want to see things uh done properly. You know, we we want we want a proper America. We want a a place where you know, kids can go outside and play without any danger. You know, we we would like to have a place where and and I know this is fantasy, but I'm just saying what I think all people, you know, pretty much want collectively, at least collectively speaking, uh, we we'd like to have a place where guns aren't necessary. Um for protection. Let me just say it like that. Where where guns aren't necessary for protect protection. You know, we'd like to have that kind of place. Uh we would also like a place where you know, no matter what your economic situations are, uh you could get proper health care. Um where you could all be seen where everyone could be seen by a doctor and treated uh, without having to take out a second mortgage on their homes, you know, I, I think most everyone wants that, um, and 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 a whole host of other things, you know, a whole host of other things. I mean, the list is 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 unbelievable. But mainly in in naming all these things, I believe that the problem ensues with the direction and the plans to carry out. Or, or or trying to get to the point where we can all have these things and and live in a, a society uh that's not ruled by a king, so to speak. Uh a society that's not limited by uh someone's personal agenda uh that invokes slavery, so to speak, uh that that, that constructs your ability to to live free. Um, I think we all have an issue with that, uh, some of us more than others. And right now what's going on in America is a big debate on how to carry out actions in order to have, a, a, have an America that's strong, uh, an America that's, that's – uh, that's profitable for all an America that's fair uh, and an America that's loving. And there's so many things that's under that umbrella. So, you know, as I, as I look around and, and I, you know, I, I, I'm into politics and, you know, I hear people and, 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 and I read folks thoughts and I read folks blogs and I go to town halls and I go to private meetings and, you know, I talk to, to politicians, and right now, I think this country is so divided on the how 
that we totally forget about the what. You know, we're so focused on the how that we totally forget about the what. The what's not even important anymore. We're arguing about the how and the fallouts behind the how. And we're also bickering or or followers of people that we think could get the job done on the what we need, right? On the needs and the what's that we need. Uh, we're bickering or, or the followers of the people that we think could get the job done are bickering, are bickering so much between each other that we all have lost sight of what's really important. Like we spend so much time bickering that we don't even realize what we're after anymore. I mean, think about that. If you really, really pay attention to what's going on out here, a lot of people forget they lose sight of everything that they were fighting for and 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 when you hear them talk or you read their words or if you follow them you seem to find that they're only focused on only focused on the what the the who's you know that person over there that said this or that person over there that said that and i don't like the way that person carried out this i don't believe their actions mean this you know, we get so focused on the people and those leaders or those followers that we totally lose sight on the issue and the, the, the core, the bottom line issue. We totally lose sight of that. And then what happens is, uh, I like to use the word lost. I, I, I like to say, you know, people become lost. But then what happens is, People totally become wrapped up in proving the other side wrong, <laughs> proving the other people wrong, making a point of showing that I know more about an issue or more about what I'm talking about, or I know more, uh, or I know enough, and I'm this much of a supporter of that person who I believe can carry out the actions to get the job done, that I'm so much in their corner that I pretty much like you for standing in the corner of that other person who they believe can get the job done. And the thing is, it's the same job. You know, that's what we lose sight of. It's the same job. We're both on, politically speaking, we're both, we're, we stand on both sides of the aisle or, or on either side of the aisle. And we all have people that we hold near and dear that we support, right? As supporters, we have people that we support and we look at those people and we go, you know what? If this man had the job, I know that this man or this woman could get the job done, but you know what? These people over here don't want that person to have the job and I'm going to make for damn sure that I let the world know that these people are dead wrong because I know that my guy can get the job done. And we don't even talk about the things that are important anymore. We don't talk about the topics anymore. We just get wrapped up in the people, the people that we put in position, which are folks that we support, the people who are on 
the other side of the aisle uh, that we dislike because they don't like the people that we support. Or we get wrapped up in the person that the very people we disagree with think can do the job that we don't like because we don't agree that that person can get the job done better than the person we believe can get the job done. You hear how complicated that is? I mean, it's so complicated. And that's what happens to us. We complicate things. We could have this very simple issue. And in having that simple issue, we could make it so complicated by trying our best to prove that person wrong. And folks, that's where we totally go completely wrong. We get so caught up in proving those, improving those supporters of that other guy who we don't like wrong that we get so wrapped up in proving a point and, and being different than those people over there that we totally forget what's important. We totally, even as I was just describing this, we totally lose sight of the need, of the reason we ever thought that we need to, to exalt someone and, and put someone in position or look for someone who could get a better job done than the current person, politically speaking. We get so wrapped up in it, we totally forget about the why, the need, the reason that we're looking for folks to do a better job, right? The reason that we believe that there is an issue. How in the world do you lose sight of that? And this is where we are in America today. We're not arguing about freedom anymore. We're not. We're not arguing. We're not arguing about principles anymore. And I, and I know you guys think I'm crazy, but just ride with me for a second. We're not arguing about fiscal responsibility anymore. Uh, we're not really arguing about social issues anymore. <laughs> it's and it's funny when I really sit and think about it. And and if you will unlock that lock on your mind and will accept what I'm saying, you'll see too that the issues we have aren't the topics. It's not money. It's not really healthcare. Um, it's not the economy. It's not religion. We've already worked those things out. We're arguing with that person who stands on the other side who doesn't agree with us. We're arguing with those supporters who thinks that guy can get the job done. And we just totally tune out the, the, the things that we agree on that needs to be done that we should probably be focusing on really realistically. And we get caught up in the other things. We get caught up in the bickering because let's face it. It's a us versus them thing, right? It's, it's a game. That's part of the reason why we have a favorite team. Because someone has to lose, and no one wants to be on the side of the losing guy, of the losing team, of the losing woman, the losing coach, the losing franchise, uh, the losing candidate. You know, people don't want to be on the side of them. Let me tell you something about uh, 
elections. And this is a very basic thing. I've talked about it over and over and over on this show <clears throat> over the years. And shout out to everybody out there. You definitely be out in my book for rocking with me all these years. But I've talked about the very understanding that politicians, if they're not from the community, they don't dwell in the places that need the most attention. Think about it for a second. Politicians don't spend enough time in the places that need the most attention. They don't. Because usually those places are low voter turnout areas, uh, very economic, low economic areas. Um, there are social issues out the yin yang. There are churches all over the place. And a lot of those places are just totally out of control. And those are the places that need the most attention. But you won't find the politicians there. They'll stop by. Sure, they'll stop by here and there. And if you happen to hear about them coming by and see their face for 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour or two, once every 6, 8, 12 months, if that, if you happen to catch them there, they won't even touch the real, the real problems that folks have. Or they won't give you enough time to talk about the real problems that are existing in your community. They'll throw a mic in the aisle. They'll 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 give their stump speech. You know they'll have the local uh, quote unquote leader there to speak on their behalf, and and or someone that's known in the community that they play like a pawn. No disrespect to you individuals, but y'all know the game. Y'all know what it is. And they'll come to your community. They'll grab the people that you hold near and dear. A lot of the times, your preachers, pastors, reverends, uh, uh, you know, ministers, uh, school officials, you know, principals, all that, or, or, or local uh, politicians. If you if 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 it's not a local politician who's doing that, because they do their share of it as well, which is crazy because a lot of the times the local politicians live right in the community, but you can't find them either. So these folks, during election cycles, because that's what I'm talking about, elections, these people come around and they visit your community and they have the local leaders on their side and they talk about where they graduated from. Uh, sometimes if they're, if they're from the area, they talk about what school they went to and how great this one teacher was or two or three or how great that school was and how great it was in the area that they grew up in and they have family here, there, and there. They give a, a, a great sound bite. They give you a, a great feeling, you know, something to listen to and go home with. They open the floor for mm, two, three questions, maybe. <laughs> and they might give you a real answer. Usually they don't. Usually they speak very vague. And then they're out of there. And they're gone. Now, I've always been told by people that I came up under and people that I deal with, the most important things when you have meetings is what happens to the meeting, right? I've always been told that since a kid. 
and when the come to your community and they spend a little bit of time there, what happens next is you feel great because they just stop by. You feel like they really care about you. You feel like they're here and they, they know who you are and they showed us some love and I got to vote for that guy. Oh my God, I got to go out. I got to campaign. I'm in, I'm enthused. And y'all know how it is, man. If like me, if you're involved in the process, you've been played too. And that's what's been happening over and over and over in America. That's what's been happening in our neighborhoods. What continues to happen in our neighborhoods. This is the process. These are the things that go on. A lot of us are going crazy for these candidates that we think are a certain way based off the perception that they give us on TV or the perception that they uh, that someone else has given us about them. And we believe they're the best thing since sliced bread. We love them. Oh, my God, we're a champion form now. We're in the corner. And we want to be a piece of what they got. And that's how people get energized by these candidates. They get very energized. And before you know it, they go out and they, they're speaking on the behalf of these candidates. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, if you really want to be real about it, you don't know these people and they don't know you. They're no different than the guy up the street who politically believes the same as you or who's enthused just like you and who's energetic just like you and wants to make a difference. They're no different. Maybe the job that they hold, if they're a congressperson, you know, maybe the job that they hold is, is, a, is a bigger political job, but they're just like you and me. They're not Christ. They're not God. They're not any God that you worship. They're not, they're human beings. But we get lost in the sauce, <laughs> so to speak. So, for example, and I know I'm probably going to take a lot of criticism for this as I drink some water, excuse me, <clears throat> but uh, it is what it is. So, you know, me being the type of person who always, you know, I call it like I see it. I try to always keep it 100. Now, a lot of people may not agree with it, but I call it like I see it. And. This is President Obama's last year in office, and um, I'm not going to go there. I got nothing bad to say about President Obama. That's over and done with. My critique is out there. Everybody knows how I feel. You know, it is what it is. And it's it's absolutely ridiculous, but there are a lot of people out there who you can't get them to do and to to act out anything. What they actually do is just make an excuse, right? We have a lot of people out there who are part of the process, like there are senators out there. Take, take Alan West, for example, right? I love Alan West to death. I have so much respect for Colonel West, I think he's one of the greatest Americans in the world. And absolutely, I mean, you're talking about a hero. You know, Colonel West is one of those guys that could, that should run for president, right? He's one of those guys. 
But I follow his blog, and me just calling it like I see it, as I follow his blog, I don't see Colonel West doing anything but talking about President Obama. I haven't, when Congress was in Congress and had the opportunity to legislate, actually offer up a piece of legislation, and I'm picking on Colonel West because he's somebody I like. It's very much, it's very easy for me to pick on someone I don't like. So I chose him because he's a very, uh, he's a he's a grown man about his, you know. He's the type of guy that I believe he looks at himself and goes, you know what, I could do better at this, I should do better at that. He's a straight shooter, so to speak, right? And he's somebody that I, 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 I dearly respect. So this this has been on my heart to say, but I look at I look at Colonel West and I go, you were in Congress. You had the opportunity to legislate, not only just talk about President Obama, but you had the opportunity to actually offer up pieces of legislation that could make a difference in America. But I haven't seen any, and I don't see any, and I don't know what happened. When you have the opportunity to actually make a difference, and you didn't make a difference, but somehow you find the opportunity to say, President Obama isn't this. President Obama isn't that. Democrats aren't this. Republicans are that. You know, we have enough of those type of individuals out here in the world. Let's just face it. we got to call it like it is. We have enough people out here just talking and not doing, and that's the whole problem with politics in itself. That's the whole problem with so-called leaders in themselves. That's the problem. That's the reason a lot of people don't come to the community because they know in their heart that they haven't done anything for those communities. They're guilty. They don't not come to the communities because, they, they they think you're going to criticize them. They're not there long enough for that. It's a it's an internal thing. It's a personal thing. It's guilt, if anything. A lot of these people who are talking, a lot of these leaders who can rally up all these individuals and get all these speakers and get all these people on their side and people to go out and support their message and to preach their tone, you know, to preach their message and can understand their tone and their and be appreciative of, of them. A lot of those people aren't doing anything. There are people around them that's doing things. Sure, there are people around us doing things. There, 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 there are people who want to bring more things to the table, but these folks aren't doing anything. I want you to ask yourself, and I want you to be open and honest. I want you to think about the person that you would like to vote for or the person that you voted for. Let's just talk about the general election for a second, the presidential general election for a second. I want you to think about those individuals, right? Think about those people that you like, all right? Now, I want you to picture them in your mind, and you already know that you're going to vote for them, despite what anyone says about them. That, you, that, that, that's a whole other topic. But I want you to think about those individuals, and I want you to ask yourself and be open and honest. I don't want you to Google it, because we can all Google some things that make sense, right? We can easily do that. We can easily go to Google and say, you know, let me Google what legislation this person passed. And we can all find something, even from people that we don't like, that made sense for us. But I want you to think about that person who you want to support, the person that you're going to support. (laughs) And this is where it gets real freaky, right? This is where it gets real crazy. To me, 
this is where it gets real. I want you to ask yourself, what have they done for me lately? I know it's not only about you, so let's include your family. Let's look at that one person without using Google, okay, without going to their website, without going to their political page, without calling their best supporter that you know. I want you to think about that person who you want to vote for for president of the United States of America, and I want you to think about you, your family, your neighborhood, your state, your community, your state, your job, you know, every, everything that's near and dear to you. Let's just talk about it from a local standpoint, but I want you to look at it from a, a, a national perspective. What has that person who you want to vote for for president done for you? 99% of us don't know. Even though we're ready to tell our neighbors about how great this person is and how much of an American that person is and, and, and how great of a job they'll do and, and how, much you, how much of a God-fearing individual they are or, or even how annoying they are and, and how much I don't like them and I don't respect them and I don't appreciate them and blah, 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 all these things, 99% of us that vote and that does not vote, all of us that are out here um, debating, that are throwing out these facts and these pictures with these facts on it, and, you know, even even a lot of us, I've even talked to people who are champions on the state level for certain uh, candidates over the years, and they only know talking points. They only know commercial points. They can't look you in the eye and tell you what exactly that candidate has done to better their individual lives or that they have done to better the lives of the, their families or that they've done to better the lives of people in their community or even their state in a lot of cases, in most cases. This is why if we really want to be a responsible voter and we really want to be a responsible individual, and if we are really God-fearing people and loving Americans who really care about the issues, I'm not talking about the person, and I'm not talking about the support team, I'm not talking about the candidacy, and I'm not even talking about the party. But if we're really individuals who really, really, really care about what's happening before us in our lives, for how we see things from behind our eyes, that we look at every single day, the streets that we drive past, the neighbors that we speak to, the schools that we go to, the communities that we volunteer in, if you can't look at any candidate and see anything that they've done to better those places and those things that you can touch, you're doing yourself a disjustice by trying to support these individuals and going out speaking on their behalf. Because the truth of the matter is, and I'm just being 1,000% real with you, the truth of the matter is it's all smoke and mirrors. See, you've been conditioned too. We're all guilty of it. We see things that piss us off from a political standpoint, 
that we don't agree with, and that sets us off, and we go off in a tangent, and we start reading things, and we start Googling, and we want to know, is that really right? Did my candidate really do that? I don't believe my candidate did that, or did that candidate do that? Because I want to put that out. I want people to know how bad they are. I'm going to go look up what they've done and who they used to be and who they knew and what they did when they were 15 to 16 or what they did when they were in college, and I can't wait to tell the world about how ignorant and bad they are. I can't wait. I gotta let the world know. We get so caught up in the people and so caught up in the support team and get so caught up on our team and our candidate and the back and forth that we totally miss issues, man. And we totally lose focus on the need, the it. The reason that all these people and all these candidates and, 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 and all these support teams and even the parties, you know, we get so caught up in all those other things that not only do we forget about the need, but you know what? A lot of the times we can't even identify the need. We can't even identify it. Right now, if I ask you, what did you really, what do you really need in your life? A, a lot of us would know, but we start talking about a house or a car or a better job or you know things of that nature. But most of us can't say, I need two thousand five hundred dollars to be able to do A B C D E F G, and I need someone that can pass this specific law so that people on this specific street can have this specific issue taken care of and they can live a better life. Or I know that the street over there, the, the school on the next street over needs some sort of, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, some sort of legislation passed so they, that they can have A, B, C, and D and they can operate more efficiently or that street needs to be fixed because, I mean, we can't we can't speak specific on the need anymore, guys. That's that's just the point that I'm trying to put across to everybody out there. So what happens is, here's where you can't blame. You can't blame people. <laughs> as crazy as this may sound, you can't blame people for voting for people who look like them. You can't blame black people for voting for black candidates. When they see a black face, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for that guy. He's a black man. It happens. You can't blame white people who live in a, in a, in a black area and see a, a black guy, a white guy that's rising up and going, hey, you know, I'm going to support that white guy. It even happens in music. You take Eminem for a second. Before people ever knew Eminem could really spit, that's rap for some of y'all who can't follow. If y'all, man, y'all should have been called that on this show. But anyway, you know. When Eminem came along, and, and I'll get back to my political stuff, but this is just real truth, real talk radio, so y'all know how I get down. But when Eminem first came along, he came in a genre that was 99.9% black, where all the hip-hop artists were black. Where most of them talked about the black perspective from behind black eyes, and then here comes this white boy from Detroit, 8 Mile at that, the poorest of the poor, for the most part, no disrespect to Detroit. Shout out to my people in the D. But here comes this white boy from a piss poor area that was black or white or whatever you want to call it, just piss poor, that could rap. 
and not only just rap, I mean, the boy could spit. He had talent. He was better than most of the black artists out there. And how he did it, I mean, I know it's hard, I get it, but we just got to keep it funky. The dude was better. So you know what happened? He went from being a rap star, which is uh, on a certain level of stardom, to being a pop star, which is more broad, which everybody looks at pop stars and everyone hears the pop music and every radio station plays pop music where most radio stations don't play rap music and you don't know most of the rap artists. Why did that happen? It's because consumers, white people who bought the music, who bought, who buy black music, who buy the tickets. I'm in hip. I was in hip hop. I know what the ticket sales were. That was my job to know. I worked with radio stations. That was my job to know. I went around. I looked in the audience when I was on the stage holding that microphone, and I looked out. And the first time I ever got on the stage of forty, fifty thousand people, I said, "Damn." Where are the black people at? <laughs> it's real, man, and a lot of us don't want to accept what's real, so you can't. Anyway, how Eminem got to that point is because white people supported their own. He was a white boy in a black genre. Let's call it what it is. Hip-hop is a black genre. It's black culture. You know, it's, it's, it's people of color, man. And Eminem came along in that area and at that time, and he was good. Not only was he just in that genre and could hang, but he was good. Not only good, he was great. And everybody recognized that. Not only white people, but black people too. So it was very easy for him to be dominant in that field, not only just because white people saw this great white hype in this black genre, but also because the boy was good. He was great. He is great. And that's the same thing that happens in politics. That's the same thing that happens in elections. People see someone that looks like them, they're going to vote for them, folks. I'm sorry, newsflash, it's going to happen. When these people see someone that sounds like them, they're going to vote for him because he sounds like them. If people see someone that dresses like them, what do you think is going to happen when everybody else is wearing a suit and this guy's wearing chucks and dickies? Everybody who wears chucks and ditches is going to vote for that guy. And also people who have said a long time ago that I'm sick of these people coming up in this suit. I want to vote for a regular guy. So you know what's happening? They're going to vote for that guy who portrays himself as being regular. This is the things that is happening in politics. And it's a shame because this is not music. This is politics, and this is a reflection of American culture, American society, American laws, the American justice system. This is a section where people can't be fanatical, but we are. And this is where we are today as a society. We don't care about the need anymore. We care about the people. We care about what they look like and how they're dressed and what they have and where they're from and how much money they made and how many businesses they ran and how how cool they are and what music they listen to and what kind of car they drive and all of these things and how, how much they know about the culture. And we say, you know what, that guy's attached to the culture. We got to have him. We want him. We don't care that he's talking about taking all of our money and putting it in one pot and giving it back to the government and have the government divide it and give it to all of us equally somehow as they see fit. We don't care about that. We don't care about somebody coming up and saying, you know what, I've been the best businessman in the world, and they're coming out there and they're speaking reckless and they're talking stupid. 
stupid and they're making people want to fight and they get people riled up and they're really not making any sense. They don't even know their own policies, but they're talking loud. They're speaking proud and people love it. They got plenty of money. They're dressed nice. They're talking cocky. They look cocky. They look strong. And people who feel like that and love that kind of activity are going to vote for that type of person. Even if that person is really just in the way. Even if that person really doesn't have a chance in hell of winning, but that person's doing a job and that person's in the way. And no one's paying attention to that person being in the way. No one's really paying attention if that person really supported the person on the other side of the aisle that we didn't like, for example, Donald Trump. No one cares that Donald Trump really supported Hillary Clinton. They just care about what he's doing right now and where he's from, and they like what he's bringing to the table. And that's what people talk about because they can relate to that. And this is where we are. We support things and we support people because they look like us. And again, again, you can't blame them because folks don't know what they really need. Folks don't know what their family needs. Folks don't know what their community needs. We just don't know because we don't really care. We say we care. We act like we care. We participate. We go to rallies. We go to town halls. We read a lot. We put great information out there. We share it. We talk. You know, we're as grassroots as we can be. But when you when 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 the lights are off and the microphones are put away and you're sitting home in your chair and you're relaxing, you could not grab a piece of paper and without thinking like writing your name, because one thing one thing about our needs, we know our needs like we know our names. Like, you know, we, we recognize in the house when, when you need toilet tissue, you, you go to the bathroom and you don't see any toilet tissue, you go to the pantry, there's, there's none in there, you can't find any in your house. So now you know when you go to the store, you know what you need. But politically speaking, on a personal level, we don't know that we're out of toilet tissue. We we just don't know because we don't care. And a lot of the don't care comes in that because we listen to other people and we let them tell us what we need. And then we go, you know what? You're right. That's what we need. That's what we need to do. But you know what, America, and, and, and folks that, that are listening out there in America and all over the world, shout out to my people out there internationally listen to the KRP radio show, which comes from my rap career. Um, we got to get to the point where we know what we need, why we need it, and we got to know how we're going to get it. We got to get to the point where we can look at our neighbor next door and we can turn them on to this thought process. You know, first you got to say, hello, how you doing, nice day, and maybe over the course of a week or two or a month or two or even a year, who knows how long this may take before you get 
comfortable enough to tell a stranger who used to be a stranger, a neighbor, you know, some person you pass on a regular basis, even a coworker, who knows how long it's going to take for you before you can get that comfortable because first you got to know yourself, but you have to break the ice one day and you got to turn them on to this mindset. You got to turn them on and you have to ask them. It's critical. It is so critical that we begin to start asking ourselves and you got to challenge other people and ask them, get them in the proper mind state, get yourself there first and then get them, ask them one day, say, you know what, uh, John, Jim, June, whatever, what do you need? You know, ask them that. What do you need? And I want you to sit back and I've done this. I've done this, right? I've done this with myself. Y'all know, y'all know my mirror thing. I look in the mirror a lot and I talk to myself. Right, but and I've asked other people this. So ask yourself, but you know, ask somebody, what do you need, such and such, and don't say anything else. Just look at them in their eyes and wait for them to try to figure it out. And after they get past the million dollars, like everyone likes to say, or the or the, or the millions of dollars, after they get past the cars, the houses, the jewelry, the the, the retirement money, you know, the, the things for my grandkids, blah, blah, blah. After they get past all those material things or those surface things, as I like to call it, I want you to ask them, what do you really need, though? though what, you, what is it that you really need? The things that people are screaming at their politicians about, what do you really need? Okay, I understand you say you need health care. I get that. But what kind of health care do you need or do you know? And a lot of us don't know. Do you need uh, uh, unlimited cancer coverage? I'm just saying, you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Like, do you really know what you need, folks? I understand you, you, you say you need taxes cut, but at what rate and why? You know, how? What kind of taxes do you need cut? Are you talking payroll taxes or are you... You know, you know, are you talking local taxes? Are you talking state taxes, federal taxes? What kind of taxes do you need cut? You know, are you talking grocery tax or, or labor tax? I mean, there's so many different things out here. And instead of listening to people, if we first identify what we need and why we need it, it's going to make us, first of all, more effective in our lives. It's going to make us start to pay more attention and we're going to start listening to when people start spilling off at the mouth on what they need to do for America. We're going to say, hold up, I don't need that. That's already done. I recognize that. That's on the list. That's on the ballot. I, we're going to know this is being done because you're going to start looking. You're going to start looking to see where these things are taking place or, or if they're being done, how they're being done. Is it, is it taking place on the local? Is it taking place on the Fed? You know, you're going to start paying more attention, and it's going to make you more informative. I'm not talking about on just a political landscape because you know what? Political parties are being torn up right now, and they'll continue to be because this is a rock star thing. Until we look in ourselves and become leaders of our own and educate ourselves and realize that the power is in relationships and in, in what we share, and that we collectively pretty much all want the same things until we realize that, and then we make the move towards finding out what exactly do we need to better our lives. 
at that point, we will become a more powerful and meaningful voter. And that's where we'll find our real leaders. That's where real leaders will rise up. Once they start realizing what and how they need and, and, and why they need it and why their neighbors need it and what they really need, that's where we're going to find the real leaders. We're not going to have to look to, you know, you know, movie stars or, or, or the best congressmen that we never knew who claimed they were at this rally, that rally, and always around. We're not going to have to look at the guy who's a congressman and we say, you know what, he's the best Christian in office, so I'm going to vote for this dude. You know, he's the outsider from the rest of the congressmen, and he's always kept them honest, so we're going to vote for this guy. The leaders are going to come from the community, folks. But first, we have to, we owe it to ourselves to be true to ourselves and understand what's really really, really going on, what we really need, and stop becoming fanatical. We have to kill this fanatical nonsense. It has to die today. And once we do that, folks, we're going to be well on our way to really making America great again. And it won't just be a slogan. We'll really be making America great again because we'll be doing it ourselves, collectively speaking. That's my time, man. Shout out to everybody out there for listening to the KRP Radio Show. You are B.I.G. in my book. Shout out to SoundTrue.com. Don't forget, folks, check us out on YouTube, man, KRP TV, and also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You can also listen to the whole broadcast of this show on replay on iTunes. iTunes has been blown up. And also on KRPRadioShow.com, which is still under construction, but it's also a great place to go to catch some old shows and also to listen to the last show with Rocco P. We are developing more shows. Shout out to Dave Cherie, Tiffany Inc., uh, sponsors of the KRP Radio Show, Love and Father Society. I love being a black father. I love being a blank father group. And the Carolina Fighting Saints, man, shout out to everybody out there. You guys are B.I.G. Remember, God is love. Love is God, and I appreciate everybody for rocking on the show. Don't forget, communication is the key. First, you got to communicate by saying hello, extending your hand, and letting someone know that they are a human being and that you actually care about their well-being and saying hello to them rather than walking past them. And then you can start to talk about politics and every other thing that bugs you and that gets on your nerves and that you're so passionate about. Anyway, we're out of here, folks. Thanks for rocking with the KLP Radio Show. Baby, on love. Have a good week. Oh, 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 oh